Welcome everyone to episode eight. Back to the peanut gallery. Jared, we're recording this Wednesday night, September 9th. Tomorrow is the beginning of week one. How excited are you? Let's go. I'm beyond excited uh, to watch, obviously, the best team in the NFL take game one. So that's going to be exciting. But I'm also excited to share with the audience 16 picks this week that are all going to hit. <laughs> you can't get that kind of return in the stock market. You just can't. So everyone, you know, pay attention here. I mean, unless you were in Tesla or uh, or Apple or Amazon, you know, Jared's your man. This is how you get more than a uh, 10% profit return right here. But let's give you the rundown as far as what is this episode going to look like. So we're going to go through every single game, predict the winners and the losers, um, and then we will – that will take us about 45 minutes. Then we're going to touch on some fantasy. Uh, waiver wires probably shouldn't be anyone you're going to know to pick up right now. Um, you should have done that in the draft. But we will give our three to five players you should start if you are not, um, depending on what your roster looks like. And then lastly, some betting advice. We will be giving everyone our Survivor League picks our locks of the week, and then a parlay that you could uh, earn some even better profits on. So, Jared, you said it already. Let's start there. Tomorrow night, Chiefs versus Texans. I'll hand it to you. Who you got winning and why? So, right now, the line is at minus nine and a half. Yep. I have the Chiefs winning. It's obvious. They're going to win. 35 to 24. So I have them winning by 11. Uh, so take that minus nine and a half. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Don't, these are not bets. These are just predictions. We'll get to the betting part later on in the show. Um, the, the reason the Chiefs are going to win is they had almost – there's no impact on that team with the way the offseason went in the preseason without having any games – um, week one of the NFL is going to get real messy. Lots of flags are going to get called, uh, lots of penalties, and you're just going to see a lot of confusion out there on the field like you typically would in preseason. Um, but because these guys haven't been in an NFL game yet, it's going to be an interesting week. Um, and I just don't see the Chiefs being impacted by that because they have the same offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, uh, head coach, pretty much the right. entire coaching back staff. 18 has of 22 starters. Right. And then you have all the players are still there. So you just feel, I, I think we filled a couple gaps. Like uh, we'll have a new running back, obviously. And um, uh, O-line might be a touch different. But at the end of the day, 90% of the players on the Chiefs team are back from that Super Bowl. The coaching staff is back. And so I think they'll pick up where they left off. Um one thing I want to note is Mahomes is going to be, I think, very impressive week one. He is a young guy who just won a Super Bowl. And whenever you see that in sports where a young player wins a title, um, it opens up the gates, right? There's no pressure, right? Patrick Mahomes proved to everybody, including himself, that he could win a Super Bowl, and he did. And now that pressure's off of him. If you're Lamar Jackson, then you fell short and that pressure is still there from last season. 
Right. And I think players like that, when they're young and that happens to them, it kind of, there's an added pressure throughout the season and especially in the playoffs. So I think Chiefs take game one. What do you got, Dan? I think they win. Um, I think it's closer. I think the Texans have a lot to prove, right? Um, being up 24 to zero last year in the playoffs and then getting smacked around, losing that, <laughs> losing that 24 zero lead before halftime even comes up and then just got annihilated the entire second half. They have a lot to prove and a lot to show up for, in my opinion. You know, Deshaun Watson just signed that four-year extension, $160 million. He's got the bag. He's motivated. But where I really struggle is I, I don't think it's going to be enough because of everything you already pointed out with the Chiefs of bringing everyone back, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't have them winning, but I think it's a closer game. I have the Chiefs winning 35-30. to 30 and what will be a shootout. So the defense is, you know, as, as with even the playoff game, uh, the Texans dropped 31 um, on the Chiefs, and the, although the Chiefs obviously scored 51. So I think they, again, had, they had Hopkins. Right, correct. They had Hopkins, but I still think that Texans are going to be able to score and that usually the offenses are, are clicking um, a little better. We'll see if they're maybe that's not true based upon there was no preseason, but, you know, I still think these guys are obviously practicing every week. They're going against their number one defense in live scrimmage games. So I know it's not a real game environment, but these guys are pros. They're going to go out there. They're going to compete, but I just don't think the Texans and Deshaun Watson will be able to overcome the Chiefs talent. In my opinion, DeAndre Hopkins is worth a touchdown a game at minimum seven points. He's that kind of player. And so – I'm going to disagree there because there's actually statistics to back that up that literally the only players that move the needle on lines are actually quarterbacks. And the ones who truly move the needle are like the Mahomes, Russell Wilson, stuff like that. Okay. Well, you can take that stat and put it back where you got it because I think think that's, that's a smart take, but let's take that to the next level, right? They already have the quarterback who can move the needle, Deshaun Watson. So you're correct, that player's on the team. But then if you pair him with a top receiver in the NFL, it's going to move that needle even more. And that, re- that receiver, you know, your, your stat really, um, you know, it's a, that's a stat that Hopkins, Michael Thomas, doesn't, they, they don't care about and they don't want to hear. Um, when you pair a quarterback, they, they have to have a good receiver. Unless you're – Tom Brady. And, I mean, Will Fuller ain't mad, you know? And you can manage five-yard checkdowns and win games. You know, I, I think Will Fuller's not bad, but you got to remember there was two of them. There was Will Fuller when he was healthy. I know he was out a lot last year. Um, and DeAndre Hopkins, when you have dual threats like that, a defense has to figure out which one they're going to cover at, or double team. Because um, when you double team, I mean, that's why the Chiefs have such great weapons because – if you double-team Kelsey, then Hill's going to be open. If you double-team Hill, then Kelsey will be open. And then in the mix there, you got Nicole Hardman and Sammy Watkins. So I think that losing DeAndre Hopkins is going to hurt their offense. Obviously, everyone agrees with that. But I say by a whole seven points a game, I really think he was catching, t- you know, on average, probably a touchdown a game. Well. Well, uh, at the end of the season, we'll compare points per game from last year to this year, and I highly doubt it's going to be seven total points. Uh, so I foresee you being wrong there. But 
we both that's agreed. Not, that's not my point. That's not my point. <laughs> okay, okay. My point, is, right, my my point is that the Chiefs will win tomorrow's game by a bigger mar- margin than if Hopkins was on the team. Okay, that's fair. Well, we both agree Chiefs are going to win. Uh, we just differ in, in that end score. So that's – everyone get excited. Week one is finally here. Tomorrow night, that's your game. It's going to be great. Let's move into the Sunday slate, starting with the noon games. And let's first kick it off with Green Bay versus Minnesota. Minnesota is the home team, and they are favored by two and a half points. I believe Green Bay will win this game. Both teams have a lot to play for, as far as I understand as well. Minnesota will not have fans at the game, um, which obviously is going to be a different feel all around the NFL. Each team and state is privy to kind of what they want to do in the legislation in that area. Minnesota, looked it up, will not be having fans. Don't think that affects too much unless, you know, Minnesota kind of went on like a 14-0 run, and then obviously the crowd gets behind the team. But if it's a close game, the the fans don't really have much to play, in my opinion. Um, I think Green Bay wins. I think Aaron Rodgers. So, uh, what's the score? I think the score will be 24-21 Green Bay. Okay. How about you? 24-21. So – you got Green Bay by three. I have almost the opposite. I think the Vikings take tomorrow or uh, Sunday's win by three points, seventeen to fourteen. Okay, a little more defensive I, game. It is, uh, and that's what I think we're going to see a lot of in Week One without a preseason. Like I was mentioning earlier, there's going to be a lot of penalties, and usually it's harder for offenses to get going. Um, so I I see a lot of. Uh, games this week where i'll be eyeing the under okay yeah no, that's a fair argument um for sure it's it's hard to tell if offensive are really going to be firing on all cylinders week one without any preseason games at all i do i mean i do like both these teams though i have them both in the playoffs for my preseason early on predictions um i think you for sure had minnesota i, I don't think you had green bay if my memory is correct green bay in the playoffs yeah, did you have them? I did. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we both we both overall we both like both these teams. It's gonna be close. Uh um, I just had I think I had the Vikings winning the division with right. Green Bay like one Wild game card. behind. Yep. Okay. So both really good teams. I look forward to that game. Yeah. Um this next game, I, I'm honestly more excited about this next game. So game two on the Sunday slate, Seattle versus Atlanta. This game is in Atlanta. Atlanta is the underdog and they're getting two points. I honestly think Atlanta's going to win this game. I think they're going to win it 22 to 17. I like what Atlanta did in the offseason. I love their offense. Um, in Seattle's defense, obviously, they improved with Jamal Adams on the back end. They have Bobby Wagner. Uh, what I I really struggle with is outside of Bobby Wagner who kind of plays a little safety, a lot more linebacker. I just don't like their front four. I don't think they get enough pressure, which is going to be a problem if they're corners. Cause Jamal Adams can't be everywhere and neither can be Bobby Wagner. They're only two people. Uh, I think they're going to really struggle against all the weapons that the Falcons have with Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, et cetera. And I think Atlanta is going to be able to squeeze this game out, especially another thing that affects teams a little bit is when West Coast goes East, 
and then vice versa when you we'll see later this season and maybe in some games when east goes west it just that time travel sucks traveling sucks jet lag is a thing um and i think the Seattle Seahawks won't be firing on all cylinders game one jared what do you think i agree i got atlanta winning that game 24 to 20 and it's partially from what you said i know jet lag's a thing um but I, I think this is more due to an offense that has been around for a very long time. Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, an off season like we just had won't impact them kind of like with the chiefs and they're going up against a Seattle defense that has had a lot of changes this off season and not a lot of time at zero games to play zero preseason games to play. Uh, and just not a lot of time to, you know, thoroughly get practices in and get to know each other and get to know how to play well together. So I see teams with a lot of changes on either side of the ball struggling in week one. Seattle happens to be on that side with the defense. You know, you can never count out Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf, um, Tyler Lockett. Like those are, they got a star studded offense as well. I just don't think they're going to be able to keep up with Matt Ryan and company, especially with, um, you, you know, I know it's a home game. I don't know if Atlanta's having fans there or not. I, it's they're, just they're so not. I would assume. They're, oh, they're not. not. Yeah, I, lo- I looked and they're not either. Usually Georgia is one of the riskier states with COVID. Um, but okay, so they're not having any fans at the game. So here we're going to see, does home field advantage really matter? This is so close with a plus two for the Falcons on the spread that I just see them overcoming that and winning the game. Um, right. If you're going to so. take Atlanta, you, you should probably just go money line. I agree. Um, in my opinion, you get I more agree. value there. So that's, that's what I would do. And Jared as well. Now game three, Miami at new England, you know, new quarterback up, up in the North there, Cam Newton, they are favored by new England is favored by six and a half points. Jared, who do you like? Well, we made a bet that the Patriot. I think the Patriots will have more wins by the end of the season than T- Tampa Bay. Yep. God so they got to start week one, <laughs> and especially against a team like Miami. Miami's better than they were last year, but they're not great. So I think New England comes away. They're minus six and a half on the current lines. Um, I see New England winning 17 to 13. Uh, once again, a defensive score. Uh, we all know Bill Belichick is one of, you know, he comes from the defensive side of the ball. Um, he's a great head coach and, and always has his defenses well prepared. And even though they're missing a lot of players from COVID, I still think they pull this one through against a young Miami offense that doesn't quite know where they're at. I don't know where they're at. Um, and I know, you know, they're, are they trading Josh Rosen? <laughs> he's, they, gone. They had, he's gone. Okay. Yep. They cut him. Yeah. Yeah, that got them. So, so now are they? Do we know that they're starting Tua for sure? Nah, it is Fitzpatrick. They announced it uh, three oh, to four days ago. That, yeah, so I was, I was right. Uh, I, I was, was right wrong. that. Yeah, I was right. Fitzpatrick would get that start. But yeah. I agree with you, Dan. We will see Tua at some point this season. Good. I just uh, making Dolphin fans happy. Yeah, I, I do think we see him at some point this season because Fitzpatrick is good for about a game and a half, and then the interceptions start coming. So, yep. Um, I know, uh, I guess if the game was in Miami, where was it in New England last year where the Dolphins beat the Patriots? 
It was in New England. It was in New England. Everyone forgets that. They're like, ah, yeah. Miami has had kind of been their Achilles heel, like going to Miami. Tom Brady actually doesn't have a, didn't have a great record when he's up there going down there and winning. But yeah, no, that game, last game of the season where Miami pulled off that victory with like 20 seconds left, that was in New England. Yeah, I think New England's going to have a little bit of a uh, grudge from that game. So maybe a little bit of a revenge game. What do you got? I, I agree with you. I do think New England wins. I have the score at 17-14. I, so I think Miami covers. Wow. I, so our prediction is almost spot on. Yeah. <laughs> I have 17-13. You're 17-14. I, I just, you know, the week one, I don't really like either of these offenses. <laughs> Obviously, the, the worries for me in New England are Cam Newton's there. He's just... He's, it's different, obviously. Like Tom Brady was there for 20 years. You knew the playbook, like the back of his hand. They could he could call audibles left and right. Cam's not going to be able to do that coming out of the gate week one. Um, and there's there's the weapons. They're still trash. Uh, Pro Football Focus ranked the New England wide receivers last year as the worst by receivers, and they're still the same guys. And they actually got rid of Sanu, who they traded a second round draft pick for. Uh, which just shows how uh, dumbfounded Bill Belichick can be sometimes as a GM. But well, it's it's a good thing that the wide receivers don't rem- don't move the needle for touchdowns. It's, exactly, you're right, my friend. So <laughs> yeah, no, I got I got New England went in 17, 17, 14, and you know we'll see what they can do after Week One. Okay, let's, let's go to Baltimore. We got Baltimore, Cleveland next. It's in Baltimore. It's in yep in Baltimore. Same thing around fans. From actually, when I was doing a bunch of the research on on the fan bases and who would let teams play, a lot of them right now are just doing like a two week type of ban, like the first two games, and then they'll reassess from there. So just a little little FYI. But Baltimore is favored by eight points. They're at home and they're playing Cleveland. I have Baltimore winning thirty to seventeen. So they wow. cover. They would cover the spread. Wow. Baltimore, to me, same situation as the Chiefs, bringing everyone back, drafted super well. You know, they're going to be angry too because <laughs> uh, they got embarrassed by the Titans and left early where, you know, they probably thought they would at least, one, be playing the Chiefs in the AFC title game, and then, two, probably should be should have been playing in the Super Bowl. So they're going to be angry and pissed off. Cleveland actually split the series last year one-to-one with them, so they're not going to take them lightly again. And for me, Cleveland, I do think they'll be fine after this game. It's just a tough week one matchup. And I'm very interested to see what their offense looks like now with Kevin Stefanski. Jared, what do you think? So I agree. Baltimore is going to win that game. Um, I got 35 to 26. I think this will be one of the higher scoring games of the week. Um, Basically, Baltimore is this team that, is similar to the 49ers and the chiefs where um, coaching and players are coming back. Right. However, is this is what I'm really curious about in week one is Lamar Jackson going to come back to the NFL this season with a chip on his shoulder, like you're saying, and be pissed off and want to win and score points and just go off on this Cleveland defense. Or is Lamar going to come in thinking about that Titan playoff game without able to get it out of his mind and just not play that well and not play to that MVP MVP caliber that we saw last season. So 
I, that's a coin toss right now for me. I don't know which Lamar we're going to see, but I'm banking on my prediction that we see the one that you mentioned with the chip on his shoulder coming in and winning by a lot. Um, so I got a nine point win in Baltimore's favor. Uh, and I agree, do not count Cleveland out just because they lose week one. They will be a solid team this year. And I think they will be a lot better than they were last year. Yep. Absolutely. Let's go to the Chicago Bears and uh, starting quarterback kept his job, kept away Nick Foles, uh, Mitch Trubisky. They are playing Detroit in Detroit, and Detroit is favored by three points. Jared, who do you think comes out top here? So I go with Detroit. It's minus three on the spread, right? So I have them winning 24 to 17. I see them winning by more than three. Uh, Chicago, they were, if you look at their record last season, it wasn't terrible. Uh, I believe they had nine wins and maybe even more. I than think that. they were just under that. I think. Was it eight and eight? They were, they were eight, eight and eight or seven eight and nine. Okay. I'm pretty positive it was eight and eight. It was eight and eight or nine and seven. Um, but Detroit – is coming back with Matt Stafford, who's probably been itching to throw a football since week four last year. I, I see Detroit coming out, and Detroit, when Matt Stafford was playing, was a team to be worried about. They were not an easy team to beat. The Chiefs saw it last year when we only won by, uh, like, three points. It was very close. Um, and so I, I see Detroit – Coming on top, I think this Chicago team is a train wreck that is headed south real quick. Um, definitely stay away from them and their fan. You know, personally, I stayed away from drafting as many Chicago fantasy players as possible. Um, unfortunately, Allen Robinson fell to me at like the eighth round. <laughs> I was not happy, but I had to take him. It was so late in the draft. Had to, huh? I could have passed on him, but eventually. I mean, I Mitch, Mitch Trubisky has to throw to someone, right? I mean, that's always the argument. In my in my opinion, it's Allen Robinson moving that touchdown needle, not Mitch <laughs> Trubisky. <laughs> All right, that's that's probably fair. I bet there's a lot of Bear fans that agree with you. Yeah. So, um, do you have the Lions? I, yeah, I wish we weren't agreeing so much. Um, I think the later I, games these these first ones that we talked this, about are kind of. Um, Easy to predict, yeah. I feel like because we kind of know that. Yeah, I think later on we're going to differ. I agree. Um, I do like Detroit. I actually have it even uh, higher. I have Detroit winning twenty-seven to seventeen. I I really like that Stafford's back. I think with Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, uh, the rookie running back from Georgia, Swift. I really think they're going to take advantage and dominate the Bears at home. Bears, just the same problems as always. They just announced Trubisky. And the problem for me is, shocker, I never played in the NFL, but you can't fool the locker room, right? Like, you can't fool those guys. They don't, I don't think they believe in Trubisky. I think it's one of those situations where they obviously had to pick a starting quarterback, and the players are probably just like, well, great, here we go again. Another season with Trubisky as quarterback. Can't wait to go seven and nine and just not scoring any points. I, I feel like that's their attitude because those players are smart 
and they know they they see Trubisky every day, so they know how good or aka our case what we're saying how terrible he is. So yeah, I got Detroit winning covering the spread. Let's move on there. Next, we got the New York Jets playing the Buffalo Bills at Buffalo. Buffalo is favored by six and a half points. Oh, hold on. The line moved. It's, it uh, it's three and a half now. No, it's moved in the last 24 hours to a full three points. Whoa. And I took note of that right before the podcast because something must have happened. I'm sorry. I, no, it's you're still good. Si- it's still six and a half. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you freaked me out. I was like, is Josh Allen – you know, dead in a ditch somewhere. Like there's no reason that should have moved. I think Bovada just had a little glitch. A little glitch in the system. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Freaking me out. Um, I, I think this is such an easy game to predict. So I'm not going to touch on it long. I got Buffalo covering. I got Buffalo winning. I think they win 30 to 10. Same thing. 26, 13 Buffalo. Sorry, Jets. We can we can move on. This, yep. That's a, that's a boring game. That you know. Sorry. Only exactly. those fan bases are going to be watching. Right. Uh, next Washington. one though. Yep. Next one. Philly, uh, Philadelphia Eagles are playing the Washington Football Team in in Washington D.C. The Washington Football Team is getting six and a half points. I have Philly dominating this game, thirty-seven to thirteen, and easily covering the spread. Well. We finally differentiate big time. What? I have, to be. I have the Washington to, football team winning this game. I'm about to leave this podcast. I, I can't <laughs> believe that we're best friends. What I is the score of this game? 17 to 13. The <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles are going to get one touchdown. What? Let's see. Did I, did I, yeah, yeah. They're going to get two field goals and a touchdown. And oh. the Redskins are going to be in by four points. And Let's saw, go. And I'm sorry. Th- I just I finally I finally messed up on the podcast. I apologize. Not the R word. It's the Washington Football Team. I knew that was going to get me once this year. I mean, they only changed it like three months ago, so that's understandable. <laughs> uh, I I get I, one freebie, right? <laughs> you. I, oh, I, how? How do you know Dwayne Haskins is a starting quarterback for this Washington team? Did you see him last year? Washington had the third worst defense last year. Like, did they all of a sudden get amazing? Okay, they got Chase Young, but he's one dude. Like, how is this happening? I can't pick favorites every week. There's always one game every week that it shocks everybody, you know, and that's why not a lot of teams go 0 and 16 in the NFL. Because they always get one win. And yes, the Eagles are a tough team. They're not an easy team to get a win on. But I just see Washington coming out after everything they went through this offseason and coming in with the win. And it's a defensive win. It's going to be a low-scoring game. I think Philadelphia is going to have to commit a ton of penalties to make this happen. Sure, it's a shot in the dark. Washington what? needs to win the turnover battle. There's no way they win this game without winning the turnover battle. Exactly. I, I have to get a pick six here or, you know, something, you know, kickoff return for a touchdown, something to get them to that 17 because it's not going to be Haskins throwing the ball. You're right. No, it ain't. Uh, but wow. I do think that 
you know, this I'm banking my cards. And there this you is go. The week they're getting that win. You're going with your gut, and that's what your gut's telling you. I mean, honestly, this is a bolder prediction than Tampa Bay going to the Super Bowl, uh, but I like it. I like it's just it. one week. You know, it's one game. <laughs> I'm probably wrong. I get why everyone would pick the Eagles. I'm not saying to bet on the uh, Washington right. football team, but all right, let's go to Vegas and Carolina. Who uh, who do you like there? We got the Vegas Raiders at Carolina Panthers. The Panthers um, are getting three and a half points. I like Raiders twenty three to twenty one. I won't spend too much uh, too long talking about this one, but obviously Carolina's got Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback now, which I think he is going to perform well. I just don't think he's going to win Week One. Um, they are going to struggle at times, I think, against this Raiders team and uh, during the game. And I just – I don't see the Panthers coming out with a win right out of the gates with all that has changed on their team. However, this is a really tough game to predict because yeah, there's, someone, there's someone on that team named Christian McCaffrey. It's pretty good. And if he breaks away for one of those 40, 50 yarders, then watch out. Carolina's winning that game. But if the Raiders defense can keep them under control and contained, then I see the Raiders pulling it out. What do you, who, who, who do you have, Dan? I like, I actually like Carolina. Um, I like them winning 21 to 18. I think they upset the, the Raiders. They get that first win for Matt Rule. And for me, this is much like your Washington. Probably doesn't make sense. A lot of people are probably taking the Raiders. I, I like Teddy Bridgewater. I liked him in that season in Minnesota where he led them to an 11-5 record. It's, it's just a gut feeling for me. And I, don't think it's, I don't think it's outrageous. Yeah. I, I think the Washington pick was a lot more out there. Yeah. Um, the Carolina pick, it's not outrageous. I get it. Uh, yep. you're, but But the – Raiders decided their starting car, right? Yeah, that was yeah, kind of a given. Yeah. So, the I'm just taking experience and right. someone who's led a team for several seasons over the new guy. That's, right, that's my and, theory. And the better head coach, you know, Gruden's been doing this while. Matt Rule, first year, right? Um, all right, last Sunday, Sunday day game, Sunday noon game, we got Indianapolis Colts at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville is getting eight points. I think Indy wins, but it's close. I have them winning 20 to 17. I got an utter blowout. Oh, boy. 27 to 7. So, uh, Matt or Minshew and uh, Uncle, aka Uncle Rico, isn't going to be scoring a lot of points, huh? They get one touchdown. Uh, This is going to be ugly. This is going to be real ugly. That Jacksonville D is not stopping anybody this year. No, they're decimated by trades. Phillip Rivers is going to be throwing bombs, and no one's going to be there to intercept them. So that's that's why (laughs) I have them. so true. It's so true. (laughs) That's why I have, you know, the – it's not too high scoring, but 27 to 7. but it's a blowout. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Those are noon games. Uh, A couple good ones in there, I'd say, but for the most – as usual per NFL scheduling, uh, most of those games are, are stinkers. All right, Sunday, 3.30. This is the f- some more fun games. 
I want to save Tampa for last. So let's first start with the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Cincinnati Bengals. I have the Bengals winning this game. They are getting three points at home, which I love. I love home dogs. Wow, you're not picking a favorite. I I didn't pick Carolina wasn't a favorite in East was Green Bay. Hold on here. Or Atlanta. All right. <laughs> yeah, or Atlanta. Come on now. I've, right. I've picked a I've got Fair enough. Fair favorite. enough. Uh I like Cincy. I think they win twenty to seventeen, cover the three point spread. Well, they're getting three points, so obviously they cover because they're winning. Uh you know, I think it's gonna be low scoring, mainly because I don't like either of these offenses. New quarterbacks for both. Tyrod Taylor has never really jumped off my screen so that's also why i don't think the chargers score a lot and then with cincy it's going to be hard pressed for me to see them get more than 20 points because of just joe burr's a rookie quarterback he'll make mistakes and but I, I do just think they have a little better overall talent than the chargers yeah uh i disagree i think the chargers win that game Cincinnati is not going to know which way is up on the field when they get out there. I mean, Joe Burrow, sure, there's hype around him, but he's a rookie. I I don't see it. I I see a very young team, very inexperienced team, and a team that could barely win games last year. So I'll take a I'll take a Los Angeles Chargers team with Tyrod Taylor any day. Twenty-one to seventeen is my prediction. So they cover the so they cover the spread. Mm -hmm. All right, game two of the three thirty slate. We got your team. The Arizona Cardinals going up against the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco. And the 49ers are favored by seven points. I have the 49ers winning 27 to 24. So I have Arizona covering the spread. I just don't think first game out of the gate up in San Francisco. San Francisco is going to be upset as hell from the Super Bowl that um, they're going to come out with a vengeance. And I love – I'll touch on this later, but I love this matchup for Jimmy Garoppolo against the Arizona pass defense. Jared, what do you think? Arizona's losing that game. They – I have San Francisco winning 38-31, to 31, which is a push in Vegas's book. And High scoring. Very high scoring. It'll be a fun game to watch. Um, but Arizona's a good team this year. San Francisco just got back from the Super Bowl. Uh, like I said in early episodes, San Francisco is coming out with a fire behind their backs. They're not going to be hung over at all, and they're going to come out of the gates swinging. So 38 to 31, 49ers. Let's get this uh, Tampa Bay game let's, over with. Let's do it. This will be the game everyone will be watching. Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. New Orleans is three-and-a-half-point favorites right now. I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning this game. I have them winning 35-31 to in a high-scoring affair. I think they're going to come out ready to impress (laughs) people, ready to go. Right now, there is a little worry around Mike Evans' hamstring. Oh, no. Right now, he's listed as questionable. Um, so if he can't go, Damn. be hard pressed to see them winning, but I just think they come out of the gate. It's in a dome. There's no fans. There's no weather that's going to affect either of these. You know, I think you used this term a couple episodes back grandpas for arms. You got, you know, Tom, Tom Brady, 42, 43. You got, 
Drew Brees, 41, 42. Um, I just think they pulled out and, and shocked the world. And then everyone's going to start saying like, wow, yep. Tampa's going to the Super Bowl, and Dan Irwin is right. Put down your Tampa Bay coffee mug right now. First off, it's, it's a Tampa Bay Yeti. I have water I'm drinking. Okay. All right. Put down your, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers Yeti. This, this is, it's going too far. It's, it's, I feel like I'm not going far enough. You're, you're <laughs> putting up these beautiful, like high number games where the Buccaneers win by a touchdown at the last second of the fourth quarter. No, this is where your little, you know, snow globe that you live in where Tom Brady is, you know, telling, you know, coming home for Christmas and all the kids are happy. It's over. Drew Brees is taking that Chris or the snow globe and chucking against the wall. It's over. Everyone who wanted to see all this hype is going to be so let down week one because they are playing a team that goes to the playoffs year in year out. That is well coached, has a great cute quarterback and the best wide receiver in the NFL followed by probably a top five running back in the NFL. So I and, and they also have a top 10 defense and eh, top 12 top 10 defense in the league. Tampa Bay is not going to walk in to New Orleans and win that game. They might put up a fight, but it's not going to be a win. I got the Saints winning 34 to 28. They're going to they're going to easily cover that three and a half points. The, because and they're going to put up over 30. Because I don't know if you've checked, but Tampa Bay's defense isn't the best. They're not the top half of the league. They're like in the 20 to 32 range. So they're going to let some points up. It's going to happen, especially against the Saints. And I just – I love Tom Brady. He is a great quarterback, probably one of the best to ever live. But he's not going to be able to keep up with that Saints offense. And in due time, sure, Tampa Bay will get better as the season goes on because there's so many new pieces. But you can't just throw in Gronk, throw in Fournette, throw in Brady, and then skip the preseason and have the offseason that we just had and tell them to go win games. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that in the NFL. It never has in the past and won't down the road. So I don't buy into the hype. I'm going to take a veteran New Orleans team with I'm definitely on Vegas's side with this. And I'm even more so that I would, you know, I think they're going to win by six points. So that's my take. Well, I, uh, we move on to Sunday night. Yeah. That's another interesting game. I agree. We got Dallas Cowboys who some people are predicting to go to the Super Bowl, which is honestly a crazier take than my Tampa Bay take. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are playing the Los Angeles Rams, the Rams with their new stadium. I'm not going to lie. It looks sick. I, I want to go to a game in that stadium. Um, the Rams are getting three points. They are three-point home underdogs. And why know what I love, Jared? I love that. And I'm taking the Rams because the Cowboys are the most overrated team Yes, more overrated than Tampa Bay this year. They are the most overrated team in football year in and year out. They always have these huge expectations. 
and then it's like that sound of wah, wah, wah. that is what the Cowboys do every year. They disappoint their fan base. They disappoint everyone. They're a joke. Rams are winning 28 to 21. Lock it in. Okay. I agree the Rams are going to win that game. But the Cowboys are not a joke. And they're going to be one of these teams, one of these poor teams week one, that has to take a big fat L and then prove the rest of the season that they are a playoff-capable team, playoff caliber. And I do think the Cowboys will win their division. It won't be in week one. There's 17 weeks in the NFL. So I have the Rams winning 27 to 24. I don't agree with Vegas either, but I don't think the Cowboys are a joke. Sure. They were a joke when Jason Garrett was at helm and we saw the same thing every year. I don't think you can say that once the coaching staff has been replaced, that they're still a joke. This is a year for Dak to prove himself. And if he does, because I, I know some people call this a contract year for him, he's being franchise tagged. And I, next year, I guess he could get transition tagged, but it's been so long since we've seen something like that happen. I don't see, I don't foresee it. The Cowboys are either going to give him a contract or let him go. It's his year to get paid. And I don't want to see garbage time points from him. I don't want to see garbage time stats like we did last year. I want to see minutes that matter, wins that matter from him specifically. And sure, Ezekiel Elliott can be there to back him up in the times of need. He has, he has more weapons. CeeDee Lamb will be interesting to see if he gets some time this first week. Um, but at the end of the day, Los Angeles, they got a great defense. They got one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL. They have a great corner. They, uh, I'm sorry, Marcus Peters went to the Ravens. Um, so scratch that. But they still have a great defense. They, I'd say top 10 in the league. And with Goff still back there slinging at home, I, I got to go L.A. Not by much. It'll be a fun game to watch. Yep, that'll be a great Sunday night game. Um, and it's, to your point, it's Dak's time to prove it. He's got week one as a great starting point to see if he can do it or not. I hope he proves us wrong. I really do. I, I don't, I'm... but I hate the Dallas Cowboys, so. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna mince words I, I just don't like their fan base I, I don't like the Cowboys I don't think they're that great you haven't I'll won a Super Bowl in 25 years calm it down I'll, I'll change my predictions and takes when he starts proving it but I haven't seen it yet agreed let's move to Monday Night Football baby we got game one Pittsburgh Steelers versus the New York Giants the Giants are at home and they're getting Six points. I like the Steelers here. I like them winning 27 to 17. Jared, how about you? So you have them covering. I got the Steelers coming away with a three-point win. 30 to 27. So I don't I don't have So them. you don't have them covering. I don't have them covering. Okay. No. Um I think this is kind of a higher scoring game and I, I just – it's week one, so I, I don't see a huge blowout here. Um, It'll be great to see Big Ben back. 
We got two Monday night games though, right? Yep, so we do. Yeah, we got the second one, which is last game. Last game Tennessee of week versus one. at Denver. At Denver, which if you did not hear, uh Von Miller looks like he will be out the entire year, unfortunately, due to an injury that just happened. Uh so that line moved. It used to be uh zero. So aka your betting money line. Uh, it is now Denver is favored at home by two and a half points right now. I like Denver before the Von Miller injury. I like them now. I think they win a real close one. I think they win 20 to 17 against the Titans. Well, let's be clear. So Denver is actually not favored. They're getting two and a half points oh, at home. Good call. Yep. My apologies. I read that wrong. But – so the Titans are now the favorites now that Von Miller's out. Um, and so, Dan, back to your little needle with a touchdown. Apparently, Von Miller's worth two and a half points. I know that's not a touchdown, but Vegas still thinks he matters. <laughs> well, he is, is and was one of the top 10 to 15 defensive ends. I know he's uh, maybe a year, year and a half past his prime. He is. But DN is the second most position in football outside of a franchise quarterback. He, no no doubt. He basically he got, won the uh, Broncos and Peyton Manning right. uh, that second Super Bowl against Cam Newton. No doubt. And we hope he gets better and he's able to play this season. No one no one wants to see him go through a high MC is it his MCL, right? That they're monitoring. I think ACL actually, unfortunately. Oh, ACL. Yeah. Uh, but who uh, do you I presume after the Von Miller news, maybe you or you might have thought Tennessee. Did you think Tennessee the whole time? I, I did. I, I had Tennessee the whole time. It didn't change my prediction at all. I have twenty four to twenty one Titans win, um, but that will be, I think, a very close game. Yeah. No, I'm I'm excited for that one much more than Pittsburgh Giants. No offense to either of those teams. The Giants just don't really move the needle for me. Same. All right. It's uh, Tennessee. Are they the playoff team they were last year, or right. is it going to change? And then it, you have Drew Locke with the Broncos now starting, so it'll be definitely one to watch. All right, that wraps up Week One. We will see who uh, who was right and who was wrong when when we come back mon- Monday night and you all listen Tuesday morning. But now let's transition into a little bit of fantasy talk. We're going to give you each three to five players uh, to start week one kind of based upon matchups and and who we think might do really well based on defenses they're playing. Jared, I'll read my three to five first and then, then you can go ahead. So the three I like, I've got a quarterback and two running backs. First, I got Jimmy Garoppolo. The reason I like him is one. I I like, I've always liked, liked him last year, like him this year. I like the weapons around Jimmy Garoppolo. Obviously Kittle's there. They've got some solid wide receivers. And that offense just always does well. Kyle Shanahan, you know, took it from his father, Mike Shanahan, and they're just always one of the top offenses in the league. The reason I like Jimmy Garoppolo specifically against Arizona is that Arizona was a one of the ten worst defenses overall last year. They didn't really improve overall. Uh, I know they drafted that rookie, Isaiah Simmons from Clemson, but you know, we'll see if, if he can uh, truly move move the needle out there. And then the overall defensively, they were also the worst pass defense last year. 
and they didn't really draft any corners or safeties to help those guys out. So I like Jimmy G to start at quarterback. Uh, if you're in 10, a 10, uh, 10 person league and you each only start one quarterback, if you have him and insist someone else, I would, I would go with Jimmy G running backs. Now I got Austin Eckler. He's going up against Cincinnati. A, they, obviously one of the worst teams overall last year. There's a reason they got the number one pick and drafted Joe Burrow Two, It was a top five, ter- one of the five worst defenses last year in the NFL. And then from a rushing standpoint, they were the worst defense, rush defense in football last year. Um, so I think he'll, he'd be a great start a lot more in PPR um, just cause they utilize him a lot in the passing game, but even not, he still will get at least 75% of the workhorse. So I think you start him no matter what. And then third, I really like Miles Sanders, the running back for the Eagles, going up against the Washington football team. They were the second worst rushing defense last year and also had a top 10 terrible defense. So as far as that, you know, look out for matchups with regards to what defenses, uh, where the defenses ranked last year. Make sure you guys ha- you have those guys plugged in um, as they should and probably will do well against the defenses that were terrible from 2019. Jared, here are uh, your three to five players. So when we categorize this, I was thinking the top three to five players to start week one, meaning they're going to get the most points. Okay. Um, you can do that. And, and so for my take on that, I got Julio Jones because he's going up against a, a young and, um, un, in my opinion, uncoached, uncoordinated Seattle secondary. And I think that though, because that Seattle secondary is so new to work together that week one, they're going to be a little scrappy. They're going to miss some coverages. And I see Julio Jones and Matt Ryan taking advantage of that. Then uh, number two, George Kittle think the 49ers take back right pick back up where they left off at the Super Bowl and I think Kittle's definitely going to be one of the playmakers in that game that just goes all out and then Mahomes Uh, I think Mahomes is gonna dominate this year I hope he does being a Chiefs fan but week one against the Texans I, I don't see them stopping him I just see him coming out of the gate slinging um and then I got one little tidbit here that I didn't talk to Dan about before the show. I'm going to give you three players in fantasy and you just say you start them or sit them. And these are the borderline players of who you would be putting in like a flex position or benching them. So you ready? Yep. Ronald Jones, the second running back out of Tampa Bay start. Will Fuller wide receiver, Houston start. Raheem Mostert, running back from San Francisco. Sit. Okay. So there you go. I just wanted to. I just (laughs) wanted to throw a little uh, some curveballs at you, and I I agree. I think you definitely start Will Fuller. I but I might flip on the Ronald Jones and Raheem. I think I would start Mostert and sit Ronald Jones. That's fair. I I think. For me, I was just really kind of going like I was based off what my team probably looked like. And then also I know Fuller's going to get a lot of attention and throws his way because Hopkins is gone. Ronald Jones, 
I'm not sold on Fournette taking a lot of carries away week one. I'm just not. He got there yesterday. Um, And then for Marster, I don't know. I just wasn't too impressed. It felt like he had one good game in the playoffs, and everyone was like, oh, my God, look at this running back. But, I mean, that's what Kyle Shanahan does. Literally, he could probably plug me and you back there, and we'd rush for over 1,000 yards in 16 games. (laughs) Obviously, that's a joke. There's no way in how heck that would happen. Um, but yeah, no, that was fun. I like that. Now, should we move to our Survivor League picks, Jared? Let's do it. All right. So, real quick tidbit on what the Survivor League is. Now, a Survivor League is per se, I was going to invite 10 of my friends. We're in this pool. And what happens is every single week, you have to pick a team just to win, no spreads, just win or lose. And the goal is to obviously be there by weeks 17 um, and still be correct. If you pick incorrectly, you're gone. You're out. You're out of the pool. It's over. If you're correct, you keep on moving on. Now, what's fun about this is there's a lot of strategy. It's, you know, do you pick someone like the Chiefs early on or the Ravens? Um, A lot of people look at the lines and pick uh, usually the team that's favored by the most most points uh, to win that game, which smart play but then also can be a detriment i think it was three years ago the vikings were favored against the bills by like 17 and a half points and the bills won outright by like 20 points or something so that's kind of the overall purpose of what a survivor league is so jared and i are going to give who we think you should pick week one jared i want to hear who you you say first buffalo bills i think uh the bills are uh easy week one uh, team to to rely on they are playing the Jets right and it's the game we kind of skimmed over real quick um, they're favored six and a half points so I, I like Buffalo it's a team that I kind of wish I wasn't picking week one because I can't pick them again later on in the season um, but you got to start off with a W you don't want to play right. Survivor League and lose. You don't want to be eliminated. <laughs> right. So they're my in-the-middle-of-the-pack teams that I think I'll burn right away at week one. Who do you got? I Sadly, we agree. Not not a bad way, but just – It's a smart I just, pick, then. I just think it's the most smart pick. Yeah, like it's not the Chiefs. It's not the Ravens. It's not the Saints. It's not, you know, the Bucks or the 49ers. You're not picking that – to me, that top tier of teams that probably have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Bills, a playoff team, made it last year, should win the division this year, get that win. Like you just said, you don't want to lose week one. And they're going against the Jets, who are just going to be trash. They traded away Jamal Adams. They're on the road. And although Bills Mafia won't be there in spirit, uh, or won't be there physically, they will be there in spirit cheering their team on. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think take Bills week one advance yourself to week two and, and we'll talk about next week um, which which team you should pick. Now let's go to our second and third part of this betting advice, Jared. First, we got your lock of the week and then second, hit us with a parlay. I'll let you go first on on both. So who's, who's first, who's your lock of the week? Yeah, I'll try to keep it short. So lock of the week, I'm actually going against a prediction I had earlier. And that is Ooh. the Carolina Panthers at plus three against okay. the Raiders. I don't believe I had the Raiders covering all, all those points, all three 
actually, I think the line's three and a half. <clears throat> so I had the Raiders winning by two. I had them winning 23 to 21. I think Carolina covers that game. Um, and the Vegas line drew me to look, draw, drew, drew me in to look a little closer at that game. And I also think that a lot of people are going to bet the other side. Yeah, the public I, is probably on Vegas. I think they're going to bet Vegas on that one. And yeah. so I like to fade the public uh, every now and then. And I think this is the, a great opportunity to do that. And then once I said, like I said earlier in the podcast, Christian McCaffrey, enough said. So that's my lock of the week. I think Carolina plus right. three. I like it. I, I think it's Philly. <laughs> Washington is a train wreck. The team's Six so bad. Oh, yeah. Honestly, if it was nine and a half, I would slam it. I, I just – Dwayne Haskins is starting. Everyone gather around. Get your 401K. I'm kidding, by the way. Get your 401K. Get all your money. Pull it together and go bet the Eagles covering the spread. Washington's just so bad. Their quarterback's terrible. Expect at least two interceptions being thrown by Dwayne Haskins. And Carson Wentz is just going to go to work. That's what he does. He gets his lunch pail, he drives in his car, and he goes to work every day and wins football games and covers his threads. So currently, 66% of the public's on the Raiders. Oh, that and makes that, sense. That's what drew my eye. I just want to explain, because I understand Carolina Raiders, you think that's going to be a close game. It will be a close game. But I do like your pick. I, I Obviously, I picked the Washington football team to win that game. Uh, that's not, you know, I don't, I don't feel like that's a going to be as accurate as I think it is, but I have to go out on a limb once a week. Right. So otherwise if I pick the favorites every game, no one's going to, you know, you're never going to, you won't even go 500. Yep. So the parlay of the week, yep. right? So we, I've Basically, at least three. Oh, two? You I've have got two, two parlays? Yeah, I, just, okay. yeah, I got two parlays I like personally. All right, Mr. Gambler over there. <laughs> I just got one, so I'll be quick. I have a four-game parlay. Ooh. And this is going to go against your bet, your lock of the week. So one of us is going to be coming out. Uh, you know, on One's going to be happy. One's going to be angry. Exactly. I got the Minnesota Vikings money line. New Orleans Saints money line. So both those games, you just take the money line, not not the points. Um, okay. And then the Atlanta Falcons take the two points they're giving you. You're gonna take the points there. You're not gonna go money line for Atlanta. No, because you'd okay. be going in the. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't. I want the okay. two points because okay. in a parlay, you only want to go money line when they're favored by six and a half points. Because because right. I don't think they're gonna cover. Right? Okay. Uh, I don't need the extra juice from the Falcons for two points. <laughs> uh, Washington football team, six points, plus six points. All right. And that, in, in my option when I'm betting, you can sometimes buy points, right? right. That might be a game where I would buy to seven. Yeah. Um, and then, let's see, that's all four, right? So Correct. Vikings, Saints, Moneyline, Falcons plus two, Washington football team plus six. Ten dollars wins you eighty six. Hundred dollars wins you eight hundred and seventy. There you go. That's a heck of a day. That's a heck of a payout right there. But yeah, you don't like that Washington bet. 
I, I mean, I hate it, obviously, because it goes against my luck of the week. I would avoid that like the plague. Uh, but I think all your others make sense. Um, I personally would, would take Atlanta money line just because I, I do think they're going to win, so I would want the extra juice. But nothing wrong with, uh, with taking the two points. Who knows? Maybe Seattle wins by one, and then I'd look like an idiot telling you to take money line. So I got two. I got a three-team and a five-team. So my three team is I got the Lions by covering the three-point spread. I got the Eagles covering the six-point spread. And then I got Tampa uh, covering the three-and-a-half-point spread. They're getting points there. So um, that one, if you bet 100, you win 612. Uh, So pretty solid, pretty solid return. The the one that makes me – the most nervous would probably be the Lions. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm personally not worried. I just think between those three, uh, it's, it's probably that one. And then for the five-teamer, I got the Eagles in it again just because it's such a slam dunk. I got the Rams. You're getting points there. You're getting three. I got the Broncos. You're getting two and a half points for them. I got the Dolphins. You're getting six and a half for them i love that one and then you got i got the packers and you're getting two and a half there um that bet if you bet 100 you win 2600 dollars. oh yeah so obviously high return there um but you know it's a five-team parlay those are hard to hit you know if these are yeah i would just uh for the audience if if you think you're gonna follow one of these parlays and hit You'll <laughs> bet, the, bet like five dollars exactly five, five ten dollars. Very high risk bets that will most likely not hit. Yeah, it's it's very difficult to hit parlays, and that's why you get such huge huge returns. All right, with the betting that that wraps us up for week one. Did now, you want to talk about the Odell Beckham <laughs> fiasco? I. I up to you. I personally don't even think it's real. To to be honest, I I don't know how much of that we can really trust. Right. I was just, just my short take on it was that whoever you know, uh, decided to bring the women's restroom on a podcast and start talking about all that disgusting. Um, it's just it's really something that doesn't belong on the air no not and it's incredibly unbelievable and i think it's grabbing at attention maybe it's true maybe it's not at the end of the day i think we should focus on how he performs on the field exactly and to me with stuff like that i always like until i have text proof right or like a email proof then i'd be like oh okay like that's probably believable but with even if a, it's true, even if it's true, if it's it's true like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't, I don't want to think about that, you yeah. know, <laughs> no, not at all. But uh, yeah, to, that was, to each, that's the one headline before week one, <laughs> folks. <laughs> to, to each their own, right? Well, everyone, get locked in. The NFL's back. We're excited as could be. I presume everyone in the world's excited. NFL has finally returned. We will be recording during the fourth quarter of the Denver Tennessee game and then that episode we will com- make a complete analysis of week one and it'll be ready to go Tuesday morning for you all to listen to 
on your drive to work. So thanks so much for stopping by and we'll see you Tuesday morning. Hey, hey.